Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take Podcast. My name is Michael, the Hebrew Hammer Brown. I typically ride solo on Tuesdays. Jeremy Brenner has the well-deserved night off, but tonight I am joined by the legend himself, Mr. Drake C. Toll of Locked on Baylor. Drake, thank you so much for coming on. How are you, my man? Dude, that legend moniker is something I tell myself in the mirror every morning. So the fact oh, I knew that. that- the fact yeah. that you also are on board with that, that makes two of us. Well, I'm very excited. Uh, we have to get this out of the way now because yeah. I'm a University of Houston Cougar. I don't know if you could tell by the U of H stuff behind me. I need you to apologize for the beatdown that your school put on the University of Houston a couple mm. years ago in the Final Four. So Dude, we can actually can't start the show until that something happens. Something sasser or something, something. I don't know. They said Houston oh. was going to be good, and I guess they just decided to not be good that day. Uh Kelvin yeah. Sampson, what a G, man. Like that guy a lot. Great, uh, great, great coach. Scott Drew also likes him too because he gets to beat up on him every now and then. Uh, <sighs> I didn't I didn't see it coming. I didn't. But also, okay. Houston lost to the best team. Uh, it cannot be our objectively best team in college basketball that year. So, yep. And it was a Final Four. 
for and you're coming to the Big 12. Look, I have seen better days. You know that song, right? There, uh, I do. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Hey, guys look, you guys are great. You guys are great. We're going to win it next year, though, because we have a hell of a team coming in. Sasser coming back. Mm, but yeah. this is what Houston is that role. guy? He's like 32, 32, 33 now. What is it? We're, University of Houston is known for having athletes like this. Case Keenum played there until he was like 212. Uh, he's still there. He is their backup next year. I don't know if you've seen the rosters. Depth no, he's released. actually he's doubling as the backup at U of H and for the Cleveland Browns. So it's really yeah. exciting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that dude's omnipresent. Can't say that. Sacrilegious. I love that dude. That dude's awesome. Case Keenum. I mean, legend. Yeah. I'll call him a legend. Yeah, he's a legend. Me, like sixteen thousand yards. Keenum. It's just like uh, you're, you're two notches below, Drake. You're two <laughs> notches below. Um, but this is a Houston Rockets podcast. We're here to talk. Uh, part three of our nine-part series on the 2022 uh, NBA. It's a lot of parts, by the way. Thank you so part. much. Well, we, cannot... like to give our, we like to give our listeners a ton of content is what we're mm. looking for. I'm a journalism major. Can't get to nine. I'm at like five right now, slowly but surely climbing my way. But I bet. I bet it's solid. I mean, I'm happy for you if that makes you feel any better. Um, all right, so lead this off because we teased it before the show. Who is your team, your NBA oh. team? So they're well, they're they're not dismal, but they're mediocre middle of the pack. Oh, I grew up a big pop fan, big Spurs fan, big Spurs guy. I know. Look, it's tough. It's tough, right? I get it. That's not that's exactly that's why I didn't want to say it on the air, but I will because you put me on the spot. I have slowly but surely gotten out of my supreme Spurs fandom. I've not been to a game since I moved to Waco. So if that helps you at all, I now strictly reside as a Baylor Bear. Like that is my that's my go-to. So that's your team. I have been to the I same like number, like same Pop. number of Houston Rockets games that I have Spurs games in the last three years. You're not missing much over the past three years as a Rockets with fan. either team with either team what with either team. I so yeah, I mean our teams. I mean we're terrible. It hurts, man. I mean I've been a fan my entire life. Yeah, and when you go from Harden to no offense to Garrison Matthews, the Great White Hope is what Garrison like who exactly right? No, yeah. that was the joke. Oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> hey, man, we're still getting to know each other. This is the first date, all right? We're just getting to know each other. Waiting our, waiting our way through. Yeah, We'll hold fine. hands by the end. I'm very excited about it. I don't put it out on the first date, but. Nah, I do, so. Well, okay. Can't say that. Wow. There it is, Drake. Uh, but we are here to talk about the two prominent, I'll call them prominent uh, NBA prospects coming out all right. yeah, yeah, yeah. of uh, Baylor University, uh, Jeremy Sokon and Kendall Brown. Mm. Um, let's talk about Kendall Brown first. I think, in my opinion, in, and in most NBA circles, he's considered the less of the two NBA yeah. prospects. Uh, what are your th- immediate thoughts before we get into the nitty-gritty of Kendall Brown? What does a team who drafts Kendall Brown, what are they getting in Kendall Brown, in your honest, astute opinion? You know, this is, Michael, kind of weird because Kendall Brown came to Baylor and you thought he's going to be like the guy on this team, right? Can jump out of the gym. He's got unbelievable athleticism. His vertical quickness is some of the best I think I've seen at Baylor. Just his uh, the ability, right, at any point in time for him to just do something remarkable on a basketball floor is there. And it that carried him all to the non-conference. And you're thinking, this guy's a top 10 pick. This guy is legit. And by the end of the season, Baylor's playing North Carolina. Everyone remembers that game because it was just, can I say shit show? I can't. I can't on my podcast. It's you can Baylor, say shit show. Yeah, it's fine. So yeah, I, yeah. Shit show is fun. That's exactly what it was. And in that game, if I remember correctly, I, I'm sorry that I'm, I'm the first dad I'm going to throw it. I'm probably going to get wrong. He played like 25 minutes. 
in a 45-minute overtime game where Baylor was down so many players that they were pulling just anybody off the bed. They put me in the game for like four minutes. I don't know if anybody else saw that. They put me in the game, but they didn't put Kendall Brown. Like There was a point in the game where Scott Drew looks down the bench and is like, Kendall, get in the game. He, He didn't have a very good night. And that became a weird trend over the course of the non-conference season. Kendall Brown regressed so much when he got in a big 12 play. It just felt like there were these bigger, stronger teams that Baylor was playing and Kendall just couldn't quite keep up in some area or another. His his shot was off in comparison to the non-conference. He got bullied around a little bit. So he dropped from, oh, he's a, he's top seven, eight pick to who we'll see him go top 20 and he's going to have a good combine because he's got the archetype, but you, you didn't see an action. Now I'll say this go to a practice, right? You see Kendall Brown in warmups and you think the guy, again, that's that, that word archetype. He's got that. He's got what an NBA scout wants in an 18, 19 year old kid. And you say, you've got the building athleticism to be an elite NBA basketball player. And I'll say this, Michael, I, I had a very, I don't want to compare these two guys. I don't, I don't want to do it. When do I it. saw, when I saw Cade Cunningham play at Oklahoma state. Okay. My first thought was this this is the number one overall draft pick. Granted, yeah. he was playing Davion Mitchell, Jared Butler, Macy Oteague, Mark Fight, a national championship team, right? So everybody looked like a chump against that Baylor squad. But still, I'm thinking, what in the world? It, like, this guy, there's got to be somebody else out there. And it, it's not the fact that he was the best player in the country. He didn't win the, the, the best player in the country in the NCAA. It's two very different realms. You can be a really good college basketball player and a great in the NBA and, and vice versa. So I think Kendall Brown may very well fit in that category of there were some college basketball teams with 23 year old guys that just beat him around. Cause it's this old man. It's like, who was the guy who played for Gonzaga like four years ago? That was completely bald. No, 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 no. Loyola Chicago, that guy. Remember the oh, old yeah, yeah, bald yeah, yeah. guy? For Loyola? I know what you're like, talking about. That guy's 43. I played him in the rec leagues. Same deal. Kendall Brown faced those guys and just got dominated from t- time to time. But at the same time, I think your athleticism and when you get in the weight room with an NBA team, a lot changes, and he's got a good opportunity to be that kind of guy. He's 6'8". He's only 205, though. Like, he, like his body type to me – now, he's being compared. I'll give you two names. You tell me if this is fair or not. Yeah. Rockets legend, Gerald Green, mm. and Corey Maggette, Clippers legend. I, I think I more see the Gerald Green um, and in that oh, I, I also with the deal with Kendall Brown is can he develop into a good a solid shooter at any point in time in his career? Could he end up being a guy that you rely on for shooting or scoring? And I, I don't know if the answer is yes. Right. Uh, and to me, uh, yeah, see, I the- like I like McGetty. I've watched enough of Kendall Brown. I'm not in love with him as a prospect. Right. Like if I'm the Rockets at 17. I'm not touching Kendall Brown. Mm. Now, if the Rockets were to trade back at 17 and let's say, you know, pick up another draft pick, maybe a player, I would look at him in the early 20s is as high as I would look at Kendall Brown. I think there's better guys on the board, quite frankly. Like nothing that he does stands out to me. He shoots 34% from three, 58.4% from the the field. He's got decent rebounding numbers, five rebounds a game. He's 6'8", he's 205. Like he's yeah. a he's a decent prospect, but like coming from like a Baylor guy, you're a Baylor guy. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't missing anything. Yeah, uh, well, let, look at that right there too. You know, okay. nine point seven points per game, four point nine rebounds, two assists as well. And and yep. to me, I'm looking at a guy that I'm like, look, 
he was supposed to be the dude out of high school, the best prospect on Baylor's team, five-star guy coming out of uh, Sunrise Christian too, which is highly touted. You're going to go to the NBA if you play at Sunrise Christian. And he comes to Baylor and it's like, oh my gosh. The, again, he's the second coming after the first game against what, like Central Arkansas. You're like, oh, that's the one. And then you get to the game, you know, games against uh, Kansas and you're like, oh my God, where's Kendall Brown? Is yeah. he is he hurt? Is he hurt? Where is he? What is he doing on the bench? Why is he sitting on the bench? But he come in the game and he do things. You're like, oh, sweet Kendall, sweet sweet Kendall. And on the flip side, the guy who we're not talking about yet, we will. Jeremy Sohan, the the opposite. Where you're like, this guy looks like he's 25 and plays with such level, uh, such level headedness. Kendall Brown wasn't really that guy. So, look, Michael, if I'm if I'm the Rockets at 17, uh, I I definitely pass. On Kendall Brown. If I'm the Rockets at 21 or anybody else at 21, I give it, I probably give it a nod, but I, I just, I, there's too many question marks for me. It's so funny how we've moved into a sports society. Like, think about what you and I just said. You wouldn't touch him at 17, but I would take him at like 21, like early but, 20s. I'm not, but I'm not crazy for saying that, right? Like, that's no, normal. no, no, it's, you're like, not. It's like a thing. Like, you and I, like, we're on the same wavelength, but I'm like saying that again. I'm like, what the hell are we talking about? Like, Millions you, of dollars. If you like him at 17, well, it's not my money. That's I mean, I hate, I hate the Rockets owner, but that's another conversation for another day. Um, look, man, like Kendall Brown, if, if the Rockets came out of this with him as a third guy in the first round, like last year they drafted uh, Josh Christopher out of Arizona State in the early 20s. I think they took him at 24 after they took Jalen Green and after they took Usman uh, Garuba. Like I'm all in on that. If he's a third draft pick to bring in as a defensive guy, three and D type of guys, see how he can develop. I'm in. Mm. I, I also want to throw out there. Uh, Jerry Jones has said, hi guys. I, yeah. I, Michael, I don't know if that's, is that the real Jerry Jones? It is. Ho, ho, ho. You didn't tell me this. No, he's our, he, he's our Jerry Jones. The, so he is your real Jerry. Jones. He is the real Jerry Jones uh. to the dream shake community. Not even arguable. That he's better than the other Jerry Jones. Not even can't be argued. I don't even know no. this Jerry Jones, but I already know he's better. That's fair. That's entirely fair. He's loving this, by the way. Um, <laughs> but I have seen him mocked. I mean, before we move on to Jeremy Sohan, yeah, who, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm all in on. Um, Are CBS you locked on? Are you locked on Jeremy Sohan? Uh, well, yeah, I was going to yeah. wait for you to say it. I was going to yeah. wait for you to plug a little bit on uh, on nice. that. CBS Sports has him going as high as 21. Sports Illustrated has him going as low as 31. NBA Draft Room has him going 25. He feels like a, a low 20s, mid 20s, maybe an early second round type of guy. Yeah, I to me, for Kendall Brown, it's certainly my assessment. It, it, it just... So we're having this conversation with Matthew Meyer right now. And I, I wouldn't usually bring up a, a separate player that's not in the conversation, but everybody everybody knows who Matthew Meyer is. He's got, the, he's got the mullet. So everybody's seen him play in college basketball. He's just got a cult following. He's Adam Morrison 2.0, though. But, yeah, me. right. He's well, a nice player. 100%. He's, it's like, okay, sweet. Now, and, and what? And, and now what? You know, uh, he's not going to blow you away. And the conversation we're having with Matthew Meyer right now is the fact from his, from his junior year, to his senior year. He went from shooting 40% from deep to 32%. He regressed, right? Mm -hmm. Went from a, a bench player to a starting role and only had one or two more points per game. Kendall Brown felt like going from senior year of high school, had all this hype in into college. He lived up to it until he didn't anymore, right? 
the first part of his freshman year was phenomenal. And then you get in the nitty gritty of your schedule. Where is this guy? You're playing North Carolina, Armando Baycott, and you need somebody to go toe to toe with some of the big dudes at UNC and beat an eight seed as a one seed. And when your star best freshman can't do that, uh, that says something to me. And I probably, I probably balk at drafting him in that, in definitely in the top 20. He does have the feel to me, though, of a Herb Jones. I will say that. You know, like if he can come into the league, know his role, get in with the right sort of team, I think he can excel in the league. I'm just, I'm not, with where the Rockets are in their development, they're not ready for that type of guy. Hmm. Like, you know, uh, a Kendall Brown feels like a, like an Atlanta Hawk. Does that make, I like that sort yeah. of for him. Like playing okay. alongside Capella, John Collins, and Trey Young. Like just go in, don't try and do too much. We'll be fine. We just need you to, to play some good defense, get bigger in the weight room. Like that's the type of team I feel like he could go and have a decent impact with. I will I'll say it feels to me like he could go to a team. Okay, yes, like like the Hawks. It almost feels there's team and there's organization, right? Yeah. There's the there's team and then there's the group of guys, kind of like the Spurs last year, where they, you don't have a ton of stars, but they're still winning games yeah. for some reason, right? Just because you have Popovich and the organization part of it. And if Kendall Brown was to go to the Warriors, who will be inevitably down there, that is a T, it's an organization with old veteran guys yeah. who can help build a player like this. If Kendall Brown was to go to Memphis, oh God, right? This is, he, he Kendall Brown reminded me very early on of like, this guy could play for the Globetrotters. He could play for the Globetrotters. Michael, can you answer me this? I was just having this thought right now. Yeah. How many Globetrotters right now are uh, playing in the NBA? Zero. That would be zero. That'd be a none. I can count that high as a journalism major. And that is why Kendall Brown is like, oh, he'd be, he could be a great globetrotter. That's not an NBA compliment. That's not what that is. No. So uh -huh. you, you go to Memphis and you're just putting on a show every night with the fans. It feels like that's going to be really detrimental to Kendall Brown's game. You go somewhere that's going to behoove you as a player and grow you in an organization, much better opportunity, I think, for Kendall Brown to shine. For sure. Uh, I think we've given Kendall Brown a you know a good. We have knocked him around. I am yeah. upset. If Kendall Brown's watching this, I just want to say sorry. It's just the facts. I I I love you no less. Well, that's what we do here at the at the Dream Take. We we hold no punches. Okay, yeah. we don't care about your feelings. We're here to talk about prospects. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move to Jeremy Sohan. Who, by the way, I mean, let's get this out of the way now. The the different hair like styles and colors wasn't a fan of it. Was mm. not a fan. Oh, didn't mm. I didn't like it. Michael hates fun. Breaking. Woo, 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 woo. I would hate fun. Down no. the alarms. Michael hates that? fun. It gave me Dennis Rodman vibes. Just, yes. I, I, like, what do, you, what do you want? Oh, excuse me. All hello. NBA legend Dennis Rodman. Ah, oh, you're right. Oh, all right. Let's start, Jeremy. That Sullivan. guy got married. He did. As the bride. <laughs> That's incredible. He also pulled uh, Carmen Electra. I mean, Mazel Tov to Dennis Rodman. Exactly. One, of my, one of my personal heroes. So take it back. I do take Jeremy it back. Every so no. is Dennis Rodman in the best. Like, I just possible. saw it. Like it hurt my eyes. Yeah. Like that's yeah. all I'm going to say. Jeremy yeah. Sohan. I, I think it's fair to say he's definitely the better of the two prospects. Yeah. Immediate thoughts before we get into some of the, the uh, say nitty -gritty. scouts. Say nitty gritty again. I will not say it. Uh, uh, like your immediate thoughts on Jeremy Sohan. What is a team who's going to draft him getting in Sohan? 
I love this kid. I love this guy. He came into Baylor with this really thick. He's kind of from Oklahoma, but also kind of from London, but also kind of from Poland. He's lived like everywhere. He's got this really weird, like European accent. And when he came to Baylor, one of the first things he kind of told us behind, I don't know if I can say this. I don't know if this has officially been released, but he kind of, he said to some people in, you know, under the table, I want to stay here for a while. Like Mm -hmm. I came here to get an education. I came here to play college basketball for Scott Drew to be a part of this program for a little bit. I'm going to stay here for a while. And when the NBA and the prospect of being a top 15 pick comes knocking, you you can't say no, you can't really say no to that. And of course he's not going to, you'd be silly to do so. Um, So I think it's great that he's going. And I think it's also great that his trend has just been steadily, steadily, steadily up. This unbelievable uptrend for for Jeremy Sohan, the opposite of our friend Kendall Brown, because early in the year, Jeremy Sohan didn't play a a whole lot. He would get in. He hustled pretty well, but nobody really knew what they were getting except for some really nice hair. By the end of the season, that UNC game put him firmly on the map, firmly on the map. Does he give you Draymond Green vibes at all? So people ask this and you would, you'd be surprised. I, I've been now on, on a couple of different, different shows just to talk about Sohan specifically because he's getting so much traction yeah. and everyone gives this, this like, okay, he's got the Dennis Rodman. Look, he's got the Draymond. He's got this, like this kind of the punk mentality of in your face, get on the floor, like hustle dude that just like Draymond green, right? Draymond green is so good at being like this cocky kind of badass, but he also wins a lot. You know, it's really tough to ever, he, he just doesn't really lose, you know? It's no. weird. It's so hands, so hands not like that. It's so odd. The guy does not trash talk. The guy does not. He will get on the floor and grab a basketball, but he's very, he's got a calm demeanor. He's the guy you send to the free throw line when somebody gets a technical because he's the one person on the floor that it just doesn't affect them. Now, you did see that in the UNC game. It's a game everyone points to, and it's a game where him and Armando Baycott just got into it going toe-to-toe on the biggest stage with the nation watching, and you saw him turn a, a, a flip a switch and become a really aggressive player who is going blow for blow. It is one of the only games this season that I saw him do that. The rest of them, he's just the most cordial, sweet, not hurt a fly guy. At one point in the year, his hair was pink. At one point in the year, his hair was was yellow and blue for Ukraine. Like he's just got this like deep, like deeper meaning to the world to him. And you talk to him in a post game press conference. He's just all smiles, all positivity, very, very much like Scott drew in a player. So no, weirdly he is displayed very Draymond like esque Ness in one game and one game only. Okay. I take what I said back about the hair. I mean, you've talked me into it. Okay. Yeah. It was annoying just watching it, but I take it back. Thank you, you know, uh, you're welcome. Can you take uh, like the sunburn? You see in this, dude. Yeah, it's a good looking sunburn. We got to the Cape Cod like forty eight hours ago. They don't tell you the Cape Sun. I'll get you. Oh, every time. I'll get you every time. You're a decent follow on Twitter, by the way. You're a little out there on Twitter, but I appreciate it, dude. Look, if I was in there, would you like it? No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't no. say a word about it. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. A folks word. at home hear that decent follow on Twitter. Do it. <laughs> Go. Where can they follow you on Twitter, by the way? That's at Drake C Toll. That's just Perfect. a fat C right there in the middle. Um, see, here's the thing about Sohan that scares me a little bit. Okay. And not necessarily as a, not, no, not necessarily as a prospect, All right, but as for the Rockets, right? Everything that we talk about, obviously here is, is all rocket centered. Nothing he does numbers wise sticks out. Yeah. And it scares me as a fan for the simple fact that we already have one of those guys. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with Jay Sean Tate, but Jay Sean Tate, he's not as big as Sohan. 
Sohan 6'9", Tate's more like 6'6". But Sohan last year, he's not a good free throw shooter. He's not a good three-point shooter. He didn't score a lot last year. Yeah. And his rebounding numbers were okay. I mean, six and a half rebounds a year. So he's mocked anywhere from not like eight to the 12 range. Yeah. Talk yeah. me into, and you did a little bit, but after telling you what I just told you, why should the Rockets, they're going to have to move up from 17 to get Sohan. He's not going to last to 17. Right. And he's obviously not going to be taking it at three. And if I'm the Rockets, I'm not moving out of three. So they're going to have to trade probably into the 11, you know, 9, 10, 11 range, in my opinion, to get Sohan. Should they, if you're the Rockets, given what I just told you? I The, the one thing that sticks out to me for Jeremy Sohan is 25 minutes per game. In a realm of college basketball today where you're seeing more and more of these star guys who are playing in it, you could have a seven-man rotation where one guy, which is pretty common, where one guy plays 38, 37, 36 in that realm of minutes per game. So he had only 25 was able to put up those numbers and pretty solid rebounding numbers as well. So I, for, you know, playing 25 minutes per game uh, and 9.2 points per game to outshining a lot of players where, where he wasn't the guy, right? At no point in time this season was anybody going, oh, this is going to be a big game for Jeremy Sohan. Just flew under the radar and was really consistent for Baylor. He reminds me vaguely like a guy in Mark Vidal where you look at Mark Vidal's stat sheet at Baylor. Just this meaty dude who's a tight end for the Chiefs now, which just makes sense. And his stats kind of sucked. But you couldn't have anyone else out there it had to be Mark Vidal because he just made that big of a difference. His plus minus was unbelievable. And Sohan's the same style of guy. So yeah, maybe he's, he's not going to have these flashy, you know, oh my gosh, this dude is, you know, windmill dunking down, you know, on the break every single possession, but he's got this really innate ability to just do stuff that you don't, that you don't notice. Scott Drew's great at that, by the way, Scott Drew's great at having players that do awesome random oh hey there that guy is grabbing the ball from out of bounds throwing it back in he's very much that uh and i think when you mix that with the archetype and the ability to it's here a lot of it for sohan is here how michael you ready yeah you had never heard the name jeremy sohan before this past season right no almost anybody who follows college basketball had probably never heard that name you have to have some kind of a kahunas b mental something, something has to just be different to go from not being anywhere unheard of to the number eight overall pick in the NBA draft. You have to have both of those things. Those are two very key things. He's got both of those in, in just a weird, like I, I, I don't know if I've seen a player where I am at such a loss for words for how weirdly consistent and under the radar he goes in making a huge difference in a basketball game. That was like two minutes of rambling that made no sense, but no, boom, it did. take him at eight. Uh, so, okay. So you've talked me. He's got the it factor is what you're saying. Like that's, that's what, cause most Rockets fans, right. I would say mm-hmm. are not locked into Baylor basketball, right. That's, that's why, that's why we want to have you on, but they're going to want to know who is Jeremy Sohan from what I've gathered. And I've watched a decent amount of Sohan. He's got that. Like you said, that weird ability to Uh-oh. show up Uh-oh. in weird times. Michael, yes. he got that dog in him. Mm. Ah, he got that dog yeah. in him. I don't know. I Look, I'm going to just ask if he was Draymond Green. I said, does he have a Draymond Green type of vibe 
to him. That's not saying that was a vibe question. That was more of a vibe. He would be the Rockets version of Draymond Green, right? Or I think he's going to be that type of player anywhere he goes. I think at the same time, I think he could develop into a a Torian Prince. He's got those types of vibes too. Who went where? Baylor. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I. If I'm the Rockets, right, it depends on what it would take to move up to 11. I don't know if I'm trading up for a Jeremy Sohan. I'm still mm. on the fence. Like, what you've told me, like, I'm intrigued. Yeah. I am I like him more now than I did at the beginning of the show. I don't love Sohan, though. No. I don't, uh, I don't yeah. get those types of, like, wherever he goes, is the fan base just going to be in love with this guy they're gonna like this guy uh-huh. are they gonna want to put a ring on this guy that's uh, my, the question my friend mr marjanovic is is one of the most like oddly lovable players in the nba because you just look at him and you're like you big goofball you big silly guy I you big it. you can't I, hate him you just you literally can't hate him He's i only a, like him because of those stupid goldfish commercials that he does with tobias harris which i think are so good Exactly. Think about right. He's like sometimes he's an asshole, but it's also like you cute little asshole, you because he's just got this like cartoon characterness about him. I met him in real life, by the way. In real life, IRL. I met him at a Houston Texans Colts game. The uh, Marjanovic was there with Tobias Harris because the Sixers were in town to play the Rockets. Mm. Nicest guy in the world, Can't but he sucks at basketball. Ah ha ha. Yes, he does. But okay, so what's your point? What are you trying to do here? So what I'm saying is that he's a guy who's not good at basketball and fans would love to give him a ring wherever he goes. It, can you just imagine the ring ceremony where they take that guy out and place one on his finger? He's it, one the of the place, ugliest players in the league. Oh, I, right. But he is. And that is why he's a darling. He is not. He has little to nothing going for him. And that's the best part of the whole deal. So, 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 so reining that in. People want to give him, I would want to give him a ring as a fan just because he's okay. got that. He's got that. Like, how goofy would it be to see that guy put a ring on his finger? It would just be so weird. You'd be like, that's so cute and interesting. Jeremy Sohan, right? If we can love Marjanovic so much that we want to put a ring on his finger, Sohan's a guy that's going to walk in day one. And I've had a lot of conversations about former, you know, recent NFL draft picks for Baylor that are really the same way, where they walk in the locker room day one and, you know, you're slapping the rookie with a towel and stuff. And like they get the first press conference. Sohan's going to walk in and just be this presence. He's got this, again, he's foreign, right? So he's got this cool, like weird accent and everything he comes that comes out of his mouth is just like this. I want to give you a hug. I just want to give you a hug. Everything you do is golden. I love you. I love you. He's going to bring that to a team. Now, do you trade up? Do you trade up to 11 for a guy like that? No. No, I don't, I don't think you do. I really okay. don't think you do. At, at, so I don't – seldom do you see in, in the NBA, the NFL, really any of these pro leagues, someone trades up a significant amount of spots to get the guy that it's, – it's, this is not Moneyball, right? Moneyball was an exaggeration. You, you're not trading up to get the Moneyball guy at 11 for the Rockets. I don't think that's reasonable for Jeremy Sohan. At the same time, if if – the opportunity falls in your lap to do so. Jeremy Sohan goes immediately into a city. I think he could do it absolutely in Houston because the amount of Baylor people that are in Houston and brings a different aura of rookies into Houston, like a lot of these Baylor rookies have done recently. Okay, so I'll give you a trade request, or I'll give you a trade proposal. You tell me if you would do this. The Rockets contact the Portland Trailblazers. Who hold Am I the, the Rockets? Uh, who do I get to be? You're Portland. I'll be okay. Houston. I call you and I say, give me number seven. For Christian Wood 
and 17. I'm the Blazers. You're the Blazers. You want seven. I want seven. I get Christian Wood. You get Christian Wood in 17. No. And you're going to have to include something else just to make the, the math work. Right. Okay, so you say no, yeah. right? Yeah, I do. But let's, let me ask you this. It, let's say you do say yes. Let's just use <laughs> a crazy – I just wanted to see yes. what you would say, honestly. Uh, if you're the Rockets, would you make that move to draft Sohan? If you get to move off of – now, this is why you do this deal. The yeah. Rockets move off of Christian Wood. So let's say they draft Boncaro at three. So you open up minutes for Boncaro and Shangun up front. You want to get a guy like a Sohan to be your three, and you get to move off of Christian Wood's deal. That's why the Rockets would do that deal. Yeah, yeah. So if you were the Rockets and, and Portland said yes, would you make that move for Sohan? Because I think that's what it's going to take to get Sohan. In this case, in that case, yes. Okay. In that case, yes. Michael, I, I haven't thrown this out here yet because I've, I've been hesitant to say this because it feels very cliche. But of the players that are ready right now to step into the NBA in this draft class, Jeremy Sohan is one of the top 10. He is one of the top 10 ready to go at the same time while also being young. Okay, right. There are plenty of guys who could go make an impact in Detroit right now that are 22, just ended their senior year, junior year in college, and they'll go and they'll do that. But Jeremy Sohan's a guy who at 18, 19 years old can step out of Baylor and make a difference for an NBA team immediately. I do not believe as a starter. I, I don't see him as being a guy who's immediately going to start for a team. Neither was Davion Mitchell, right? Who was off the board pretty quickly to the Kings last year from Baylor. But they're so, the Kings. The Kings do that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'll give you uh, yeah credit to that. Houston, yeah, who knows who's going to start for Houston next season? That is just going to be, right, like a couple of these rookies are definitely going to have to. And I think he could fill that role, but at the same time, he's NBA ready, but it's a, there's a very, I'm telling you, Michael, I'm telling you, there's a very big difference between NBA ready and NBA starter ready. Because I do not believe even Davion Mitchell was there. And he's the best Baylor basketball player to be drafted, I'm going to argue, possibly all time. Maybe going back to Vinny Johnson, who had an unbelievable career with the, the Pistons. So, to me, <clears throat> Sohan is the starting three. Wouldn't, I, I just don't, I don't know if I, I don't know if I see that. I don't know if I see it. But... He but is, the good news about the Rockets is that you could let him develop. If he's going to go somewhere that you could give him time to mm -hmm. develop, the reason why I love that trade, and I saw it floated around a couple of different places. Oh, this is like a kind of a thing could happen maybe. Well, think about it. I mean, if you're, if you're Portland, right? Why does Portland want that? That's my question. Right? To, is Portland, who's <laughs> just not good, you know? Well, they, ha they have a win-now guy in Damian Lillard. If you're going to hang on to yeah. Lillard, you're not going to get a guy at seven that's going to impact the game more than what Christian Wood would do. Or, yeah, more, yeah, more than Christian Wood. Christian Wood would. Mm. So you get Christian Wood to pair with, uh, to pair with Lillard. I like that. Mm. You know, you, you have Gary Trent there. So you don't really need another guard. You get a big man up front. You pair him with uh, uh, Joseph Nurkic, who I like. I think they should hang on to him. So... It's interesting. You've talked me into Sohan, though. Like, I'm, I'm liking what I'm hearing about Sohan. The, the international thing, I think, is fun. It's neat. It's kind of neat. You know. Yeah, I mean, I want to hear a guy with a different accent during the, the post-game presser. Yeah. You can never go wrong with that. Um, it's weird. I, Michael, I know, and I'm, I'm not the best salesman for a guy like Sohan because he's one of the players, again, that when, you, when you're around some of these guys and you just think, I don't, I don't know how to put it into words, but gosh you're just good at what you do. You're good at your craft and yeah. you, you work freaking hard and you, he doesn't accept 
being just okay. And you saw that as you, you it's, it's obvious when a guy goes from being unheard of to a top 10 draft pick. That right, right there says a whole damn lot. I keep swearing. We can't, we're not allowed to at Baylor. So I'm just getting them all out right now. No, that's fine. I mean, we want to be your, we want to be your soundboard. Christian um, Woods would. We've just had a lot of, this has just gone a weird place. The last thing I'll say about Sohan, uh, some of the, the, hot, the big points that I've seen, people have said he's a smooth, multi-talented combo forward who's an emerging high first-round pick, can do it all on the court, sneaky quickness with the ball. Look, I, I would not be mad if, if the Rockets made that trade and ended up with Sohan and Boncaro. Your just lasting thoughts with what you know about the Rockets. Do you feel like they're in good hands with Jalen Green? What, are you, in your opinion, is the immediate future look like for the Rockets? A, B, if you had the third pick overall in the draft, who do you think they should take, and who do you think they will end up with? I absolutely believe Paolo Bancaro, if he's there at three, which I I have a hunch that he will be, and I've seen a lot of mocks that that have that as the case, is is the the right move. Uh, he feels like another one of those guys that's pretty darn NBA ready after watching him last season at Duke. Um, and on, on top of that, there are those players you see that are not just NBA ready, but could bring a spark immediately. And I think Paolo Bancaro is in that conversation. I like him. I'll say it. I Again, I don't know what it was about Cade Cunningham, but I just really wasn't ever impressed with him that much in college when he played Baylor, which again, he was playing a damn good Baylor team. So what do you throw out there? But I think Paolo Bancaro brings even more to the table, maybe from an athleticism standpoint, than, than a guy like Cade Cunningham. I, I'll say that. I will go out and die on that hill. I put Paulo Bancaro uh, right there as a pretty good spot for the Rockets. Um, I know you you threw out my man Jalen Green, and I do Rockets fans want to build a team around Jalen Green? They're going look. They, we, I, yeah. Uh, that's good. I like Jalen Green. I like him a lot. I think he's got that right attitude. He's got that, like what you talked about with Sohan, like he approaches the game the right way. He doesn't whine and complain to the refs. He did the dunk contest, which was pretty cool. Yeah. He's only 19. They still do the dunk contest? They do. Uh, he's, Dude, I haven't seen that. <laughs> do they broadcast that anymore? Sorry, that's J- Jalen Green is an emerging star. Yeah. Would I have taken him last year? I'm on record as saying no. I would have mm-hmm. taken Evan Mobley. Just like the Rockets should have ended up with Jared Allen in the in the James Harden deal, the Rockets front office I don't trust whatsoever. But fans here are all in on Shingoon, Josh Christopher, and Jalen Green. Yeah, I'm not as sold yet. I'm a pessimistic Rockets fan. Yeah. Like I'm not Mister Optimism. Like I hate losing. I mean, I hate losing more than anything. And the last two years for Rockets fans has been god awful. I mean, it's been awful. You know, like last year, the attendance got so bad. They offered a chili cheese dog with Fruit Loops on it. Like, I'm not kidding about that. That's how bad it got at Rockets games last year. <sighs> yeah, it's not good. I, I would not eat that, by the way. It, it was stupid. It was like $17. Why? And they're also, char- yeah, like, don't charge me for it. Give it to me for free. And maybe I take a bite. Yeah. That- that's what that's what Drake wants. Drake wants to be able to go to a Rockets game. You check your ticket at the front door. Here's a chili cheese dog with Fruit Loops on it. That's what you want. Yeah, like, I like it. No, I'm here. It's for free. Okay, can you take the Fruit Loops off? Then, then we'd be in business. I and the chili for that matter. Just give just give me the dog, baby. Give me that oh, okay. dog. 
So uh, Drake just wants hot dogs being handed out at the front door at all Rockets. Camp. Look, look, they probably have the money. They probably have the, well, you re- reallocate some funds and then rock and roll and start giving fits. <laughs> so what do you say? Hear me out on this one. Okay. This is kind of a, this is kind of a wild one. Christian Wood just you trade away Christian Wood Bye. for any number of draft picks to anybody, right? Bye. See you. Use the money saved free hot dogs. Yeah. Free hot dogs. So Flint Tropics, suck at basketball, but fill the place every night kind of deal. And that, of course, is being facetious. But one of the but, worst movies ever made, by the way, is Semi Pro. That is one of really? the worst movies. What ever. a take. One of the you, ten, you can't say that in public. You can't one of the that. 10 worst movies ever made. Top 10? Yeah, Jeez. ever. Worse than Polar Express. No chance. Tied for Polar Express is terrible. Awful. Well, yeah, no, it's, it's horrible. It's scary. Okay. It scares Before- small children. Before we wrap the show up, I have yeah. to ask you, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? No chance. Okay. Well, on that note, <laughs> this is your first and last time ever allowed on the show. So this it just so fun. happens that it's it Christmas is, time. It is a Christmas movie. I will just die on time. that hill. Not Michael, even Michael, to answer your real question. Yes. I it is in the world of professional sports and a team like the Rockets. Do I feel like this Rockets team will be in the, the doldrums of, of NBA, NBA basketball for the next 10 seasons? I, I don't. I don't because of recent success from the Rockets. Um, and you've already mentioned issues in the organization, right? When you have bad or shaky leadership, things go bad, you know, things go haywire quick. Um, but it, it seems like rock the Rockets and being in a market like Houston, you just can't, you can't be that bad for that long, right? When's the last time the Rockets just really sucked for 10 years? I just don't see that happening. I do not see that happening. Um, so, hey, two or three years here, you gotta stick, you gotta really. Anchor in, anchor in, anchor in, but get, change is going to come. I hope so. I mean, this is year three, so I hope, I really hope they don't end up being this bad next year. I just, I hope not. I hope because that two, well, two years in a row, you have the worst record in the league by a combined eight games, and you end up with the number one pick not once. Yeah, that's why tanking does not work in the NBA. It's never worked ever. There's not one instance that you can tell me that tanking led to a championship just yeah. didn't happen well it's not like the mlb it's not like the astros who could suck for eight years just let's just be terrible god awful and then yep. win a bunch of championships can't do that in the nba well Cannot. one working on a second working okay. on a second oh that's right uh, that's only one man. drake this is fun man this is fun you should come back you're welcome back anytime oh you mean it uh no Okay. No, I'm just it was the diehard yeah. thing. It wasn't. It was the diehard. It was. Thing. It was the diehard. Di- real day. I was doing real good, and then the diehard thing. No. You have anything you want to plug before we wrap the show up? Uh, if you're a Baylor fan out there, locked on Baylor. If you want to know more about Jeremy Sohan, Kendall Brown, I'm not going to ask you to listen to the show. You'll be entertained by the show. You will be entertained. Will you care about what the show's about? Maybe not, unless we're talking about Kendall Brown and Jeremy Sohan. So we will. So our YouTube channel, if you subscribe to it, you'll see those videos pop up in the next few days. Especially my Twitter at Drake C. Toll. A lot of stuff going on there. Not a lot of not a lot of consistency or formality. Just a lot of things happening. It's it's twitter.com. I'm waiting for the response from our fans of like, we don't know who this guy was before the show, but we want more of Drake C. Toll. <laughs> Again, I tell myself in the mirror every day, and nobody else is picking it up until now. You, Michael, this is good. This is working. I I'm a big it, fan. I'm a big fan of Drake C. Toll. Sign me up for more of Drake C. Toll in <laughs> some sort of fashion. You know, if the if the day comes where I become a Rockets fan and you guys need another host, I don't know. I'm just saying. 
I'm right. not saying, but I'm saying. We're, we're always looking for talent here at the Dream Shakes. The and Dream I promise I'll have an even better sunburn when I come back next time. See this? That's what we're looking in comparison to the next one. That's what we're looking for. Honestly, if you have that, you're welcome back. Uh, on that note, make sure to follow the Dream Take on Twitter at the Dream Take. Make sure to follow the Dream Shake at Dream Shake SBN. Uh, Jeremy Brenner will be live with another show here in the next couple of days. We will make sure to post part four of where and when you can expect to hear that. Until next time, Rockets fans, go Rockets!